Welcome to episode 97 of the Inside Jogging Podcast. Quiet week once again on the racing front, but we'll look ahead to the world champs. And of course, there's all the usual segments, including a world champs related list of questions to discuss. But before all of that, in a week where 57 athletes are feared to have fallen ill from swimming in contaminated seawater, effectively swimming in shit, uh, during the World uh, Triathlon Series event in Sunderland, let me welcome to the show a man who spends most of his life swimming in lactic. How's life, Joshua? I wondered where you're going to go with the shit there. I'm all good, thank you. I was, uh, yeah, I was just saying to Shane earlier. Got some new new running shoes, which I've been trying this weekend. So, and keeping keeping me on my toes, quite literally. Yeah, we can talk about some new shoes later. I need some, so we'll go into that. Um, let's welcome my other co-host this evening, who did two events this week um and i'm gonna hazard a guess that no one has ever tried this double before so he ran the three peaks on tuesday and then he raced over five miles in battingham on saturday how's the legs feeling shane yep solid um solid double i think uh legs feel terrible not surprised um well i think you know we're recording a little bit earlier um so Let's kick off this week with you, Shane, as you're probably ready, um, and talk us through that week that I think, yeah, start, well, I, I know it started on Monday. Three Peaks on Tuesday, though, kicked it off, didn't it? It did. So the Three Peaks kicked us off on Tuesday. I um, opted for a rest on Monday because I was feeling um, a bit tired from the in previous week actually and i mean i'd been away at the weekend i'd had some alcohol the usual so i thought i won't run monday uh as i was also driving back from uh bakewell and when i got in i was just absolutely shattered so i thought nah i'm, I'm gonna do like 24 odd miles um tomorrow up mountains so have the day off tuesday morning woke up bright and early um so to drive up to yorkshire and we started on um, the first peak we started with was was Penny Ghent, which I can't remember where we parked, but it was near that. Um, so yeah, three hour drive up. Then took me about three goes to work out. I, I uploaded um the map on my watch, and it's the first time I've done that to try to to follow it and use all that fancy stuff. And I couldn't work out which way it was telling me to go. Um, so after about 10 minutes of going the wrong way three times, um, Max, I ran it with Max, my friend, he also listens, loves it. Um, he asked someone and she was like, just got there to the left. So we got started. Um, pretty. Let us ask questions. So on your, on your watch, yeah, you put the maps in, does it not just point an arrow left or right? Well, I thought it did. So I went away the arrow was pointing but i think what i'd done is obviously i've just downloaded this this gpx file from the three peaks website it was the walking route and i think i had to on my watch it thought that was the right way around so i think i had to do it tell the watch to reverse the route does that make sense 
Yeah, sort of. Yeah, so which was a good job in the end because if we had done it the other way around, why didn't you just run backwards the whole thing? Well, we nearly did, but in the end, we were like, you know, we think we need to go up this, this other one. No, no, actually, run it backwards. Because I would have died. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we we ran the walking route, and I didn't think there was any difference to it until the following day when I actually saw, you know, the race they run up there. It's ever so slightly different, and I realised why because at the top of the first one. You are actually like scrambling, and if I like fell, because I'm not exactly a mountaineer, I would have like died, or probably broken my neck, which would have been worse than death. So uh, it was actually quite challenging, and I think like that mile was probably like 400 meters up of climbing. So that's that slowed it right down. Um, you wouldn't have been able to go down that if we if we'd done it the other way. So, um, but we had that a few times, but yeah, it, it wasn't really there. Like, oh, let's see how quick I can run it in. Um, we were just sort of going around it. Um, I felt fine on when we're running a lot of the ups, but I think it's just because I'm um, just fit enough to to do that. I was so bad going down. Like, I was like, Max had to wait for me at the bottom of, I think, the second one because I was so scared of stacking it. And by the third peak, my toes were killing me because they've just been digging into the bottom of my shoes to the point where like when i was you know when you like um stamp your feet down if you're going down a steep hill to like slow yourself down if i did that i was nearly in tears like it hurt my toes so much um so maybe, that was maybe where my toes will come in good in future i've got no feeling in the ends of them anymore so Maybe you'll, you'll be great at that. I mean, I don't think your movement suited to running down rocks, but uh, if you can work on that, I think you'll be great at downhills. So, so I'll be uh, just looking at this this map. Uh, there's 16th mile is a thousand feet downhill, um, yeah. quite sharp, obviously. You took 14 and a half minutes. So, what happened there? Yeah, that was um. That was the one where, like, I was going down. I was basically like crawling down, like a baby, like a toddler crawls down the stairs backwards. That's why I was getting down some of the rocks. So there was some running involved in it. Um, I think we did. Did we do a twenty-two minute mile at one point? Yeah, that was mile twenty. Up yeah, quite that steep at the end of the peak. So that was basically climbing up, and I think it was part of the down. But we went, we went the wrong way down, and we kind of like. I'm kind of we're kind of stuck here, so we had to try and navigate our way over, and I had to keep my watch running to work out where the track was. So I probably would have like stopped my watch on that mile, but I didn't. So anyway, any ideas what the um all time record for this is? So I I I had a look at the race from this year, and it was won in two fifty three, but. It's a slightly different route going up to the first one, I think. Um, on the, on and the I think fastest known time. Website. I think that was I think that was the the record this this year. And he, uh, the I can't remember the name of the lad. He's a scientist who lives in Austria now, but he got selected for the GB World Team. I think off the back of that. The Yorkshire Three Peaks, right? No. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um. But it's. It says three fifty nine on it. That can't be right. No, it's probably wrong. Anyway, you carry on talking. I'll do a bit more digging. So, um, 
so yeah anyway it was it was it was good and but it was it was a weird day for me because i found it physically quite uh, easy um but the next day i woke up like i've been hit by a train so it was obviously brutal and really hard um so i took a rest day the next day because <laughs> i was ruined so i also thought i'd be like up on up on mileage but then i wasn't i was down on mileage because i'd done 24 miles in uh three days so i was a bit down on mileage so i went out for one on thursday and my quads were still um so I still weren't still feeling too great so i thought i'll get myself out for an easy run before coaching and i actually felt pretty good in the first mile and um i felt better running a bit quicker than my normal shuffle so it felt better on my legs so i was like what would josh lund do so I started rolling a bit, and I think I must have been running at around sort of six thirty odd pace. And well, after about the first three, mile, first or second mile, yeah, I think within the first mile I started to pick up. Uh, are you on my Strava, Aaron? Yeah, sorry, I was just getting distracted by this three peaks. Um, which interesting fact: three peaks. We'll get we'll get big Dave Norman on the show because it seems like his dad Jeff, back in nineteen eighty three on the old course, ran two hours and 29 minutes. Jesus Christ. So yeah, 2.46 by Andy Pierce, apparently 9.06, if that's this website's right. Anyway, that's... your run. So we're talking about mile two, 6.29. There you go, yeah. So my legs and body felt much better doing that. I was like, oh, okay, I'll keep doing this then. Uh, by mile three, I was bollocks. My heart rate was so high. I was so tired, so I had to slow down. So I spent the rest of the run trying to slow down. Um, so yeah, um, that wasn't very pleasant, but I got myself out for a 10 mile run and I went coaching afterwards, uh, quicker pitch up at Collingham, love it. And I was so tired at coaching <laughs> on a 10 mile run. So, um, that wasn't ideal. Anyway, we had a good session, uh, Friday I got up early to run again, uh, with Max. I thought I'll get it done early. I was planning to do 10 miles and honestly, I felt horrendous. I had to stop loads for getting stung by nettles. And uh, just, I think I did seven miles at the end, got wet, hated it. Um, Shane, Shane says he, so, was was, he, ran, he ran at 8.35, listeners, context. To be fair, well, I think that's earlier than I've run in about a month. <laughs> yeah. That's, I think when I double day the other week, I think my morning run was at like 9.30 a.m. I, I can't do mornings. I'm not good in the morning. So I thought I'm going to call it a day at seven miles. Uh, it was wet. It was miserable. Uh, I was so tired. I felt awful. And obviously I had the big buzzy bash the day after. Um, So Saturday, I uh, did some sound keeping at Parkrun. In the morning, I thought, get myself up and active, get myself nice and awake. Probably shouldn't have done that. Probably just took away from my energy. Um, start warming up for Basingham Bash. It's a half two race start. It Look, I love an afternoon race start, and it doesn't happen very often on the road. Um, it was pretty rainy, miserable all day. But again, actually, by the time we got out racing, it was pretty good. I think I think it was a bit, a bit wet for the warm-up. It wasn't too bad. On the warm-up... Um, Oh, oh, I forgot to mention, my knee 
during the three peaks held up okay. Bit stiff the following day, was very apprehensive going downhill. On Thursday, when I set off for that run, even though my quads were killing me, it's the first run, I, I can't remember since when, that I, within the first, like, two minutes, I felt no niggles or anything. So, if anyone out there has a bit of a dodgy knee, specifically any um, any patella tendon issues or um, any vastus lateralis tendon issues, uh, get yourself out and go run, go run a three peaks because it kills it, apparently. Um, my knee's been brilliant since then. Good advice. Do you think there's something in that, though, like load-related? Yeah, definitely. I think, like, ultimately, I did loads of lunging, loads of walking up steps, um, all of that type of stuff. So it's going to be related. It won't be as clear-cut as just uh, fixing it like that. But ultimately, you need to uh, tell your body it needs to load your knee in that manner. Uh, and when you run, you don't really do much of that, if I'm honest. Um, however, warming up for Basingham on on Saturday, jogging along, having a chat with the lads. My left hip, my specifically my TFL muscle, I, I, it just developed some sort of trigger point. It was in agony. It was killing me. Um, so when I was uh, warming up and doing strides and stuff, I was trying to loosen it off. Luckily, didn't feel it throughout the race, and I get to the race in a second. The cool down, I was hobbling like mad. It was so painful. And then um, after the race, I went to play squash and I was like, just trying to hope the ball just came to me. I was just stood there hitting it. I was, I was even worse than the week before. Um, so that feels okay now. Uh, we're two days on now. So the race itself, I mean, I ran 25-22 on a local village five-miler. I've won this race in the past in 25-50. I was 10th. I went through and I was 10th the whole race, apart from at one point I managed to catch Ronnie going to ninth until he got bored and ran away from me again. Um, I was 10th the whole race. I went through the first mile in about 5.53, I think, according to Four. the race marker. 4.53. Sorry, 4.53. And I was so far behind. It was ridiculous. Um, and my, my plan was to move through uh, Joe, uh, I was just behind uh, Matt Bowser and Joe Wilkinson and I could see Joe moving through. I was like, that's what I want to do. I'll, I'll try and catch him up. Um, I did not move anywhere. Did not move through at all. Um, so I was just working overly hard to about two and a half miles and then we had a left turn at that point and I had in my head it was going to be a backwind. It wasn't that windy, but I just had in my head it was going to be a backwind. I turned left and the wind got stronger and I was just demoralised. But I was catching Ronnie. I could see Ronnie coming back to me. So I thought, right, catch Ronnie, go past him. So I caught him, tried to go past, failed. He then took 15 seconds out of me in the last mile again. I was absolutely spent. It was horrible. Um, so might be linked to doing the, the three peaks. But that being said, I'm normally crap for Bazzy Bash. And I think it's actually the second quickest time I've run around there, if not maybe the fastest. One of them, it's so. So I mean, it is a quick. It's a quick course. It's pretty much bang on five miles, which is nice. It means you actually get a decent time instead of running over distance. And um, so it's one little lap, isn't it? At the start, then you do one big lap out on the then. And usually, what is it about mile? Well, probably just after five k ish. 
it starts to it goes up a little bit like 19 i think it says on your shower 19 feet which isn't much but if you've worked hard then you, like you did you feel it um but as you say there yeah, i i ran what i ran the course record in 2019 at 24 30 and there they, is. They, to get it, didn't they? they beat that significantly every year i think 20, where was 24 30 got me sixth um fifth maybe yeah it's i mean the de- as you said the depth for a local race is it's good it, it is good and, and bill taylor organizes it he does a good good job he gets a lot of his runners to do it um jordan skelly did it this year and he ran 23 28 and in his words um the pace started to slow at three miles so i thought i would go um and then when i looked at the splits afterwards i was like yeah fair enough um so the lad's in shape um but I think Ed, Ed Book set the pace and he just broke 24 as well. Um, and it, it's always one of those races. It is a quick course. You're right. Um, but I always think whatever you can sort of run at that course, I think like that's sort of what you could probably do for a 10K. If you did like a Leeds 10K or, or one of these big 10Ks where everyone runs fast in. Um, so I think, yeah, it's quite good um, to have kind of quite a lot of depth in that in that race. So it's, just, uh, it's nice to have some competition. Like as you said, like in the past, you've won it in twenty in slower, but mm. at least it it pulled. I know you were tired, but at least it would have pulled you around a bit. And that's what you see from some of the other lads. They, you know, got a bit of a a toe or got a bit of a race, and it just helps everyone out. Even on the women's side, I think the women's was ultra competitive as well. Gemma Steele. Yeah, yeah, that was that was that was pretty um pretty swift too. So. Yeah, um, good race. We like it. Um, again, I like the fact it's an afternoon start, so suits me normally. Um, I, I was reasonably happy that I was on a decent pace for on my own for quite a while, and it, it might have been a bit of fatigue. Like I wasn't really looking at my heart rate or anything during it, and I probably do need to actually get myself booked into un- university lab and and do a, a threshold test properly. But my heart rate didn't actually reach threshold didn't reach my what's meant to be my my anaerobic threshold or my critical velocity or whatever you want to call it um but i, I couldn't be faster so sometimes for me that's usually a fatigue thing but likewise i got a good good one now it's nice to be nice to come 10th in 25 22 um back in the day we always used to talk about how quick races like alsager were and actually this is this is one of those races i think so it's nice to have it so local um, did you say you bought the heart rate monitor? Yeah. Yeah, you literally have just quickly gone and it stuck at, you got up to 168 by a K in and it just stayed around that to 170 max yeah. um, all the way through, which is pretty much bang on your threshold when you're fit. Yeah, my, my threshold heart rate is normally around about 170 to 174. I haven't added. I haven't had a test in years, mind. So it might change. One seven two. I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> so, Talking of heart rate, I, I'm looking Ron. at Ronnie. Oh, this is so, fantastic. Ronnie's splits are phenomenal. Four forty, four fifty five, five twenty, five fifteen. On his five fifteen mile four, his heart rate is over one hundred and ninety. <laughs> yeah, and he and he's got a chest strap as well. Like that's accurate. It's very funny. Um, you know, so it's funny. useful to say like why everybody is very different. Absolutely. You know the five k we did last week, uh, or the week before. 
Ronnie wore his heart rate for that. He said he, he got over 200 per minute. <laughs> In this, he was 198. <laughs> if if we do have if we do have a set amount of heartbeats, uh, that lad's dying young. So Joe Wilkinson, who finished fourth or fifth, is the same, isn't he? Yeah, 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 he is. Um, anyway. Anyway, moving it's probably the, the longest weekly recap we've ever had. But let's go. I know, I only ran five times. Uh, so I'll, I'll wrap up quickly. Sunday, easy long run. Uh, we had a really good group. We had Sean and Kieran Fitzpatrick. Um, shout out to Kieran. Loves listening listen to the show. So he hasn't missed many. I uh, ran with Jordan as well and Ronnie. So good group. Um, I was fucked. Absolutely fucked. I hated it. It was horrible. My first mile, our first mile was like eight minutes. And like a 7.33. And I honestly thought it was quicker than that. I was ruined. And at 12 miles, I wanted to walk. But I was nearly there. So I grid it out, went home. And I literally sat down all day and did my coaching work. And I just couldn't do anything. So that's that. But all in all, um, 65-mile week in uh, nearly nine hours, obviously, because of the, um, uh, the, the, the Yorkshire Three Peaks. And... Just on a quick note, how I track my training, I use training load. Um, I My average pace, my average moving pace for the three peaks was 10.25 per mile. As you pointed out within the week, Aaron, my, actual, my average heart rate was about 136, which I think was maybe a similar average heart rate to what it was on Sunday's long run. I might actually put that in. I don't know. I'm looking. Oh, there we I go. I have no idea what Shane's doing right now, but we'll fill the gaps, Josh. With... Yeah. So, so my average heart rate, for example, actually on Thursday's run was one four one. So, basically, um, if I keep the same load score for the three peaks as what reflects the heart rate and not the effort, um, my load is a lot higher than what it's been. If I put it down at the actual pace intensity score it's a lot lower than what it's been so sometimes what you see is not what you get so i'm going to keep it high because i think that reflects how my body's feeling a bit more so despite being down on miles this week i'd probably say i'm actually up on training load and my body is feeling that um so, next are you doing newark next week i'm not going to race newark no, no. Okay. i'm going to I was thinking about it, but I probably shouldn't and probably need to look for a half later on, maybe end of September, beginning of October. So we could we can possibly start the long run next weekend. Yeah, I'm gonna watch Newark, so you can down there. Right. Um Josh. Talking of high load, go to your week for us. <clears throat> okay. So start Monday, and I'll come to the shoes at the end of the week because I only got them on Friday. Uh, so I went start, out, uh, I'm sorry, before we start, I've got to say that that Josh's recap of his cycling is probably the most highly dis- like divided. It's almost like Brexit in listeners. Like Some people absolutely love it and some people absolutely hate it. So if you hate it, apologies. Josh has been doing it, so he's going to talk about it. So um, if you hate it, wait. Wait till Saturday, you're going to hate it a lot more. <laughs> um, so Monday evening, um, six miles, I went out with Sam, uh, Sam Borum. We did, 
was that, I thought it was a little bit slower than that, but we had average 625s. I felt a little bit ropey on that, actually. Um, I do find sometimes on a Monday, I feel a little bit domsy from the gym on the Sunday evening. Uh, not massively. Like the, the doms has definitely gone from what it used to be. You know, like if you haven't been to the gym in like two months and you go and you can barely walk. It's just like I'm trying to increase. It's the deadlifts, really. I'm trying to increase them. Um, and yeah, it's every time I increase them, it's a little bit like, oh. Um, so yeah, just six miles. Then Tuesday. So I had a track session. Well, I had a short session. I decided to sit on the track. So I had some 400s. And it was six off 90 seconds. And it was meant to be 10K pace. And admittedly, that was the target to start with. So limited to two-mile warm-up as well, because uh, still building. So gradually this week, I hopefully should be able to do three-mile warm-up. Um, so I thought 71 seconds, that's sort of my PB pace. That'd be a good place to start and sort of see how I feel. It's really, really hard to run 10K pace for six 400s. So the first one was 71, good pacing. The recovery wasn't so bad, actually. I was getting to the point with 90 seconds, I'm getting a bit bored. So I was like, fuck it, let's just go. So a couple of them were like 125. Next one, 68. For yeah, 68. That that's I, I spoke to Josh Griffiths before and I thought I'll start at 71 and we'll probably get down to 68. So I went 71, 68, 68. There was a girl doing some eight uh an 800 girl doing some 300 reps. I thought, I reckon she's probably running about that similar pace. And she was running about 67, 68 pace until the one I did with her and we went through I so I just sat on her we went through 30 through 200 I thought fuck this is too quick for me and I actually let her go um I ran 65 on that one that felt like a shock I can tell you straight away so I went back to 68 on the next one and then 67 on the last one and to be honest that felt okay like it was as I was getting through the recovery I was a little, little bit sort of huffing and puffing but um, the pace was a bit less of a shock than I thought it was going to be. Um, and to be honest, out of everything, I felt the best on the warm-up. The two miles, 605s, felt great. And that was full, full tracksuit as well. Just so, so yeah. I'm just trying to understand. So you did six 400s, meant to be at 10k pace. Last week, did you do, was it five by three minutes? Uh, three by five minutes the week before, but I only did one session. Yeah, but three, okay. But the three by five minutes was at like five minute miling, which is only outside of ten k pace. Do you know? Do you know what the why it was six four hundreds? I'm just trying to. So I did another session in the week, which is like to to probably similar to the one you're comparing to, and then this is just something a little bit shorter, a little bit quicker, just to increase the load a bit on uh, for that. So then this week, I'll that's going to be a little bit more. And then so, the OE session will be a little bit more as well. So this, if, if I remember correctly, the 400 is more a test of the Achilles than... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not for fitness. Yeah, nothing really I'm doing that at the minute is for fitness. So, yeah, it was probably too quick. Alex said it was too quick. Um, but here we are. So that was Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday, went out and did six miles. Again, 6.20s, my normal loop, just down to the lake, back up. I've said this before, but the problem with this loop is it's three miles downhill, three miles uphill. So if you do go a little bit too quick, you do, and my fitness level at the moment, you do feel a little bit 
like you're working a little bit harder than you should be coming back. Let's put it that way. Uh, in the evening, I did a time trial. This was a bit of a bonus one. When I say bonus, it wasn't in my training plan. Um, but I got roped into it. So it was a, I think it was about, oh, we've got the results here. It was only 20 minutes. Um, Laura got me into this as well. And I don't think I'd warmed up enough because probably similar to you, Shane, in that five miler, I couldn't get my power out. And um, I was getting a little bit annoyed because I, what I was pushing my heart rate was really, really low. Until we got to a climb, um, two guys had gone flying past me, and I could sort. Of, I went back straight back past them for climb, um, and then after that, I felt much much better. So I started pushing five watts per kilo after that. But yeah, I was a little bit disappointed. Average four point seven watts per kilo for twenty five minutes. So um, yeah, then uh, that was Wednesday to so Thursday. I went outside on the bike first time since I've crashed. Didn't crash, which is good. Um, well done. Thank you. Did yeah, thirty-seven minutes. Just yeah, it was quite nice to not sit on the turbo. But I actually quite like Zwift, so I probably prefer being on Zwift than going outside. It's more fun. Um, then in the evening, I met up with Sam again, and so this was where I had uh, the tempo sort of session of the week, and it was a ten ten minute tempo, and I thought. It would probably be ambitious, but I kind of wanted to run five-minute miling. So I I didn't want to sort of force that issue. I thought I'll run what feels, Rob sort of said, run it at a comfortably hard pace. And that's pretty much what I did. So I averaged 506s. Um, I probably was a little bit quicker than that the first half a mile. Then I slowed the, the second first, the second half of the first mile. So I actually ran 506 for both of them. Um so yeah, it was all right. It's it's the same thing. Like my breathing is a bit. It, it sounds like I'm not very fit. Let's put it that way. And I did get a video from Sam, and I look like a slug. I'm not very bouncy at all. Yeah, did um, is that what you sent? Did you send that to me? Yeah, yeah. You looked awful, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that was right at the end. But I I um I sent it to a couple of people, and every single person said. You don't look as bouncy as no one. I was like, I get it, all right? But I'm not very fit. <laughs> you don't have to rub it my face. Do you reckon yeah. some, some of that bounce is also, you're losing it a bit in cycling. Your legs do, your quads especially, get a bit right. tighter in cycling. I definitely have had a bit of fatigue in my quads, and we'll come to that on Saturday. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't feel it in running, but it would certainly, I wouldn't be surprised. Because I did actually uh, on the in the bike in the morning, because I've got gone out for the first time. There's a hill not far from my house. I thought, well, we'll just give it give it a couple beans for a couple minutes up it, see sort of how I feel on the bike since I've had it um, by the new fit. So I might have maybe gone a bit hard on the bike in the morning, but yeah, I don't know. Um, on the Friday, I went out did six miles. Uh, actually, did a different loop just up and down the, the taff and I felt really really bad starting this and then really really good finishing it so my first mile was 650 and my last mile was 545 so I don't know what it is T got to the turn point turn around and, and it was like my legs had just changed so average 614s um but yeah I felt much better 
then this was the most exciting thing I had in my whole week, my whole life. It was the basically, so you know, the World Cycling Championships have been on at the moment. Oh. There was a 70k race, one off at 1 p.m. on Saturday. I was like so, so up for this. I'd done my sort of stretching routine before. I'd gone on the bike, ready to do my warm up, and my turbo was going mental, and I couldn't figure it out. I called my dad. He didn't really know what to do. It was very helpful. He just said, turn off and on. I'm like, yeah, well, I've tried that. Um, and after about an hour of pissing around with it, I missed the start of the race. And I genuinely, it was like I'd missed a running race. I, I genuinely thought I had the same thing because it was 70K. I looked for all the other races in the day and I was like, there's just none which is this good. It was like 500 people. Um, and I'd warmed up. Like I tried to get warmed up. Um, anyway, I took the bike off pissed around with it put it back on and it was working so i thought fuck this i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do a couple of races tonight because i thought that was 70k I, I wanted to do something long so i did probably the opposite to a 70k race which was an 18 minute one and funny enough jake whiteman did it the same day and i was four minutes quicker than him that was what good benefit of it the only thing was there was like 11 of us in it and it was flat out like abs what i imagine a 400 lactic feels like it's like the surges were ridiculous so it was one on like the last what you, climb what, you, what you're really saying is if you were in that world champs last year you would have won i'd have run 320 yeah does this not even like, a little bit does this mean now that um you're the only one on this pod not to be jake whiteman Aaron? yeah <laughs> I, I will say he wasn't in the same race as me, but it was exactly the same course. Oh, yeah. Just an hour before. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was like a real punchy sprint finish at the end. And I was pushing like 10 watts a kilo and I got left for dead. I then thought I'll cycle for like 20 minutes. And I'm going to do another race. Well, this is where lactic came back to bite me in my quads. I started another race and there was a climb. It was quite a hilly one. There's a climb two minutes in and my legs just wouldn't work. And I just binned it off. I, I think I got five minutes in. I was like, this is silly. Um, so I just stopped and got off. Because I I, what I said to you, Shane, I think I was going to do it, didn't I? Um, and I was a little bit annoyed at myself for not doing it. But I thought it's probably a bit stupid because it would have been a good 75 minute race. So, yeah, that was Saturday. And then Sunday um so this is where i got my new shoes so i bought some new vomeros um, i did buy some a couple months probably weeks or months ago but they didn't fit so i'm normally eight and a half in everything and uh eight and a half in vomeros was enormous so i got some eights and they fit much better and i also got the infinity run fours i got them in an eight i'm an eight and a half in them definitely so i ran in them today and they're too small so i have a question on them mm. um, i hated the infinity ones Okay. I saw I've seen a picture of these the fours and they look like they're not as soft and wobbly as the, the twos and the threes and fours. If you've ever run an invincibles, these are infinitely harder. Okay. I like them. Yeah. So on the on the Sunday I wore the Vomeros. And the only thing I think in the Vomeros is the back of my foot moves around a lot. I think it's because I'm quite toey. Um but as a shoe, I really liked it. So I did 12 miles. Average 559s. Um, and yeah, I felt pretty good. I, I ran down to the, this is again, it's another 
downside of um where i live it's basically i went seven miles downhill turned around around five miles back uphill um but yeah i felt right it was um yeah it's just a bit boring really normally i have dan on a sunday he, he was racing so um got i got down to like 545s but yeah primaries felt good um no real achilles issues in them but it, i was just a bit wary that my heel was moving a little bit um and then I will just comment on the Infinity Runs because I ran in them today. I If they were half a size bigger, so I'm going to send them back and get half a size bigger, I think they'd be really good. They're, they're harder than the Vermeros because the Vermeros are quite spongy, um, but they're not spongy in the same way as Invincibles are. They're like The Invincibles, are, I find, are just too soft. Um, if you're jogging in them, they're fine. But so uh, And there's a bit more to them than like Pegasus because I think Pegasus, you could I could probably do a bomb oh, in awesome. Then. Awesome. so this is the the infinity yeah yeah so uh, i mean i got, I, I got I think... confused say that again I, sorry i i got confused i thought you were talking about the invincibles oh no the invincibles for me are too soft i think unless you're jogging i just don't oh, the point in them i i don't really like running that quick in them um but the yeah these are infinity runs so google them i mean they look they look quite comfy runs on it so it's like so it's a, it's what foam is it? It's React X, which apparently is new. So I run in them. I ran in the twos, um, and that was just normal React. And yeah, they they feel that the only thing I don't probably love about them is it's a, a fly knit upper, and your foot moves around a bit in the in the upper. So because these are a little bit small, it's actually not the worst thing in the world. But you know what, Shane, the profile of this shoe reminds me a bit of Luna Trainer. Maybe it's because I'm looking yeah. at which is white and like light lemon yellow, but it kind of has that. It uses flying it up as well. It kind of has that look to it. Um, no, I'm I agree. In, I'm in the market for a long run shoe, so I was having this discussion at the weekend, and this potentially is an option. Yeah, I think it depends what pace you want to run them as well. well I, 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 I like you when I when I will be running them steadier. I don't want um invincible. Yeah, I don't want to run invincibles. And I you don't, don't run in like peg turbos for like six minute mile really. So how do these feel compared to peg turbos, you reckon? There's a lot more to them. Yeah. That's why I want. Yeah. And they're fir- I think they're quite firm. Yeah. Uh, that's fine. But I think I, that's can... what I would rather have because I feel like anything too spongy, you're just not using your calves and stuff, which I, I'm trying to avoid where possible. But yeah, that that was my week. Um, so I ran, I think, just inside forty-five miles. Uh, I think it was forty-three. Um, yeah, two sessions this week, first time up to twelve miles for the long run. Um, just quickly on Josh's long run, his heart rate got higher than his session. I think. Yeah, impressive, isn't it? Um, and I, I, I don't got, understand. I genuinely got, don't. Understand. I've got Josh's Garmin Connect, and you can go into the heart rate zones. And for I think almost five minutes of your long run, you've gone into VO two. I hit one six nine. Yeah, wow! You're at top end of threshold, I imagine. But anyway, um, but what I don't understand is why was my heart rate not higher than that? I I said to Shane, I think it was probably because I battered myself on the bike. Yeah, you're just tired and gone. Pretty, it's still pretty pacey sub sixes for you in a comeback. Mm. Yeah, and well, this is going to be. Um, or more of a remark than a question 
But it's good to see you build up the running. But have you and Rob discussed yet the point you're going to need to to back off when the mileage goes up? On the bike? Well, well, both, really. Um, I was mainly speaking about the running, but like you can get away with like hammering a session at the minute because you, you're testing the Achilles and you, you want confidence in your body. I, and I get that. But the obviously, if you start, um, if you pick up where you left off, you you find yourself a lot more tired than that you could probably deal with when you're like at peak fitness or when you're close to peak fitness. When you're coming back after such an absence, uh, it's harder to deal with. And yeah, the cycling falls into that as well. Like if you're caning these races on the bike, it's going to leave you tired for training. Um, have you, have you navigate? Have you thought about how you're going to navigate that yet or not? Oh, so I'm seeing Alex on Wednesday. Um, so that would give me a bit more information. But um, I mean, I've not thought about it, but I'm sure Rob has. Because basically, he'll just change my easy runs to recovery runs. So it'll be mon- Monday and Wednesday, probably. Probably be, I guess, Wednesday will stay as it is. Monday will change to recovery and Friday probably as well. Yeah. Um, do, do you think you'll keep some Zwift? races in as part of training or not not races i don't think but i might keep a bit of cycling and sort of easy 45 hour here or there but we'll, i think we'll see um oh yeah i quite like it and i think you can probably build up a reasonable aerobic fitness from it yeah definitely right i've actually got some running to talk about so i nip through mine um so Ooh. 19 weeks to malaga i thought time to to get fit or go the other way so i actually did round every day last week 71.5 miles so that's me king of the pod again so monday monday morning got out for <laughs> so happy, isn't he? <laughs> easy 30 um and i ran most of this across the meadows pretty it's pretty wet out there still so a bit slipping around 30 minutes easy went to the office came home watched the ashes finish um so it was a bit late getting out i think i got out at 6 48 for my second run and i wanted to i think i intended to go to morrison's i parked up at morrison's went out on some trails and got soaked and i took a lovely picture of a rainbow on the strava which i know josh would like and yeah, 45 minutes, or no, 46 minutes, 709s, six and a half miles. Um, that's That was that was Monday. Then we recorded the pod. Literally just got in to do that. Um, Tuesday, I left the office a little bit early because I wanted to do this session before picking up Eliza. And I initially... I kind of changed this session a number of times. I was going to do, I think I said last week I was going to do minute reps, but because I was going to do a session with James on the Friday, it was a bit shorter. I thought I'll do my tempo session that I had planned for two by 10 minutes. Got rolling and thought I might as well just do 20 minutes straight here. So I did 20 minute tempo, which I had planned for the following week. So already pushing the boundaries a little bit. So 20 minute tempo was actually bang on 15 laps, 80 second laps. It's got, you know, when you're a bit unfit, it gets tough quite quickly. So I was all good, literally probably about 14, 15 minutes in, it just started to bite. So I, I probably slowed a little bit for the last last five or six minutes, but 
I don't know, it's pretty consistent. It was pretty much 80s all the way around. So got 20-minute tempo done, um, 20-minute warm-up, 17-minute cool-down, picked up Eliza. Wednesday, I dropped off Eliza, and then we ran, me, Philippa, and Ruth ran from near where Eliza's nursery is. And it's we ended up doing an hour and three minutes and then eight and a half miles. It was because it rained so much the night before, some of those trails were very slow going on the way back in. So um I probably pushed Ruth and Philippa a little bit hard at one point when they started to slow down. But that was Wednesday. Thursday Oh, one sec. That's a lie. Wednesday night, I doubled. So I jogged down to the nursery. Three and a half miles, 25 minutes. Um, After hearing Josh last year do his 25-minute runs, I'm now a fan of them. So 25, 30-minute doubles are my norm. 708. Oh, not 3.5 miles. <laughs> I'm not running six-minute miling. I felt pretty good on that, though. Um, Still pretty humid. Thursday, I just did 45 minutes or 48 minutes in the morning. Again, slow, 7.84s. It was very humid. Then I went off to London, missed my trains on the way home, so didn't get my double done. Um, actually, Josh, you'll, you'll probably relate more, is I had the train back for, I think it was five past three, or I could have got the half three. I got to King's Cross at 3.31, or probably back bang on 3.30. I, I ran from the tube. You have to go outside to go back inside. Got back into King's Cross Station at 3.30. And I ran to the platform, and the train was go was literally just like 10 metres up the track already going. So I missed it by, yeah, a minute. But the next train wasn't until, I think, two minutes past four. But therefore, it was now like peak travel so i had to pay the excess on that so that minute cost me like 50 quid you're a bigger man than me because i'd have waited Wait so if i don't if i miss the i think it's the 340 the next train i can get is 720 yeah I'm, but I'm it's quite... like three times cheaper yeah i know well, I, I had and then the, the first train is like royal rumble trying to get through the gates is absolute carnage yeah anyway um yeah miss that yeah sorry why was that a reason not to run oh because i was meant to meet uh jenny and eliza so i was going to run from i had my stuff to run from the station to where they were swimming in peterborough and i got in at five and they'd long finished so they came pick me up basically and then after that just didn't need to did i Mate, I've got 70 miles in. Don't need to run anymore. Um, Friday. So I joined James for his session. And me and Ben did this a couple of months ago. It was eight, basically eight by K, but we do it as laps of the quick pitch, eight by two and a half laps. You do one reps one to four off 75 ish um, at kind of 10K effort. Then five and six at 5k effort but you've got three minutes recovery and then seven and eight at 3k effort and you've got three minutes recovery and 
we so I took the first seven reps and was pretty ran them about where I want to run. So we ran three fourteen, three eighteen, three seventeen, three eighteen. So I ran about where I fought for the first four. Then we ran three oh nine and three oh seven. I I wanted around three ten for him. But so yes, so slightly up on those. I was feeling a little bit tired. So I thought, well, if I can get down to, if I could do 3.05, then 3, I'd be happy. Um, we ran 3.03 for the 7th. And I said to James, when we were jogging before the last rep, I was like, I'm going to probably get to 400 to go and just try and move a little bit. Because I thought he was maybe struggling. Like, not badly, but I thought I had a bit more than him. Anyway, so we, I went off first first lap, pretty pretty strong but probably on about three minute pace and 600 to go he just came flying past me and I don't, I don't mean slowly he came flying to the extent that he, he gapped me almost instantly and we were going around like the top about 500 to go and I was like James relax because I thought maybe he'd miscounted he thought he was finishing but his form was like he was sprinting I was like yeah he's going to regret this um, so he slowed a little bit and then he, with about 300 to go, he went again and I just hung on um, and then he tied up in the last 100. But I was thinking in my head, like, if this isn't quick, then I'm going to give up. But it was a 253, so it was a sizable increase in pace. Um, so that last 600 was probably pretty quick. Now, for context, I think me and Ben finished finished it about eight weeks ago for 251. Um, but we would have gone off harder. So, yeah, solid. And he's racing 5K. Uh, James is racing 5K on Friday in Sleaford. So see what shape he's in. But I'd hazard a guess at around 33 and a half minutes at the moment for him. Is a, a 5K under 10K? Well, I hope so if he's doing the 10K. He's doing a 10K? Yeah. Oh, you just said 5K. Oh, did I? Sorry, yeah, 10K. He's in the 10K, yeah. Um, yeah, I think he's probably about 16, 15-ish shape, 5K, which probably not too far off that myself. So that was good. Um, and again, I hadn't planned that for this week, so much further ahead in the plan than I thought, which again, the fact that I felt pretty good doing it is pleasing. So Saturday, as Shane said, in Lincolnshire, it was absolutely abysmal. So we're in August, obviously. It was 12 degrees and raining all day. It's summer. So I procrastinated all the way up until about midday, by which point I was looking for any sign of gap in the in the rain stopping and it didn't happen in Stanford. So I jumped on the treadmill for 60 minutes, expecting to see Josh flying around Swift, but he was obviously having technical problems. So I jumped on the new, it's a new map for World Champs and I did a little loop around Scotland, around the locks. Yeah. Um, just stuck my headphones in, got 60 minutes done. Um, I kind of, I didn't enjoy it. because Well, the first, I didn't enjoy the start of it because it's just not what you want to be doing in summer. You want to save those treadmill runs for the winter, but got it done. Um I forgot to talk what I do. 8.7, 704s for an hour and two minutes. 
And then, oh, I know what I did. I did the whole, that's 14K, I think. It was a, a lap of their course. So that's why it's a random distance. So I just did a full lap. Uh, Sunday. So Sunday I joined James and Ben for the long run. And a bit like Shane, I was a little bit fatigued. I didn't feel too bad, but obviously the week was catching up with me. And we ran hour 45, 14.7 miles, 709 average. On this run, we did not break seven minute miling for any single mile. And I said on a few occasions, I'm not sure how it's possible anymore, lads. It's really hard, Josh. So I just get, I don't know, I think you just get used to it. I don't want to get used to it. I think that's my problem. Uh, Anyway, um, we also discussed some tips for how to make Ben look a bit younger and sound a bit younger than he is struggling to to work that out so any listeners have any ideas um though what did i what did, oh yeah sunday evening championship kicked off for Ipswich, five o'clock kickoff now i thought i'd go into this season a bit more relaxed last year was a bit stressful because we were doing well and it was you know stressful times if you've watched any of the football this year and if you watch the Premier League next week, they've changed the added on rule for time. So now added on time is a bit more calculated. Ipswich in the second half, 14 minutes of added on time. I mean, I couldn't cope before. 14, they're hanging on. And it, a typical Ipswich went 2 0 up. Sunderland got a player sent off. Cruise, surely time to cruise. 87th minute conceded to 10 men, 2-1. It just didn't have the ball for the last 20 minutes. And Sutherland hit the post in the 113th minute. Um, so that spiked my heart rate more than any, any run in the week, I think. So got that to look forward to for the next, what, six months, which will be fun. Um, but yeah, that's my week. 71 and a half miles. Got 80 planned this week. So on the way back, jump, jump of the pod, he's back. Yeah. I, I have to admit, I was very surprised when I looked earlier. Well, yeah, it's. I and as I say, I felt pretty good each day. Uh, this morning, after that run, after that long run yesterday, it was a little bit ropey, as in legs felt a bit tired. But I think easy one tonight, and I'll be good for session tomorrow. So, so I've just had a a, a, a brief look at your sort of Strava chart for the past year, I think four weeks more than 70 is all you've strung together. Yeah. In the last year. So um, do you think you're going to do it this time? Yep. It's on. Good. Malika's on. It's on. Anyway, as you talk about Strava, Strava leaderboard, let's go there. Um, Josh, you got it open. Do you want to talk us through? I have. I did actually have a personal complaint Um come in i'm not going to name names but they might not have been first and they might have been second um so top in the leaderboard was kieran walker 127.1 in second place just before kieran went out to do his double coincidentally was ross braden 126.9 and jasper jasper down in third now that's a low level for jasper he can't be too familiar with that 124 still 
I mean, on the I women's on sofa, like old Fred Davies. Sorry, not okay. old Fred Davies. One hundred and twenty-three miles fourth is a low blow. Yeah. To be fair, to get in the top ten, uh, or to get, if you want to run a hundred miles, you'll be in eighteenth position. Yeah. Marathon well, season. It's because. So was it Sally top? Yeah, so sorry. Yeah, women's Sally O'Gorman, 111. I gave her a bit of a pep talk the other day. She started running a bit more. So she's seventh overall. Uh, I'm not sure of the gender. Can you say gender? Sex? Of the running panda? You, you're not sure on sex? The answer is yes, Shane. Um, anyway, running panda... Yeah, you tell me if that's a man or a woman. Well, Eva Eva E was down there yeah. as well. Yeah, Eva E ninety five point three, running, and then with Charlotte Reagan ninety three point two. And I'm glad I've not had to say the next person's name because I would get that wrong. Well, running Panda, he's got a few pictures on his Strava. By the size really- of his feet and his legs, I'm going to say it's a man. You can't say that now. It's twenty twenty three. Well, maybe just, it's somebody maybe actually identifies as a panda. Yeah. Well, he's done no, he, 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 whatever you want to call yourself, I'm getting myself in a hole here, has not done many runs all year. And then all of a sudden has done a whole week of what looks like laps of his garden. That sounds like probably you. Been, probably been in hibernation. <laughs> um, panda. What's your pronunciation of his location, Aaron? Well, it's Kemerovo in Russia. But the first thing started with H, no idea. Not going there. Yeah, anyway, there. Um, got a little Strava moan. Uh, Shane agrees with it. I actually put it down. Do you want to go into it, Shane, or should I go into it? I think you go into it. You're going to do this more justice than I will. Anyway, I'm I'm kind of a little bit fed, and I've been to be. I've actually screenshot a lot of Strava things to Shane of late, and the one that keeps getting me is people who caption their hard runs. Josh is is known for this as well, as things like steady run, um, steady pace. When it's not steady pace, it's your tempo. Or when you're doing a tempo, calling it, adding another word to the tempo, which is unnecessary, such as relaxed tempo, Matthew Bowser, uh, mid-tempo, Kieran Walker. Um, you're not fooling anyone, boys and girls, ladies, gentlemen. It's, it's There's no need for it. Just call it a tempo or a threshold. Just like, why do we need to make out that it's easier than it is? Running's hard. I know Josh talks through us, you know, talks to us every week and tries to make out it's easy, but it's not. Shane, anything to add or have I gone into it? Yeah, I think the worst I've seen is from Bowser. And I, I can't remember, you'll remember this, Aaron. He called something like comfy progression. Yes. Yeah. Something like that. And um, yeah, there's but no comfy, need. But comfy progression to his 10K place. <laughs> probably 5k pace to be honest so yeah no need for it it is what it is you you get in training done you're hitting the stimulus that's the target don't need to show off 
I, I'd, I'd see a few more people just in their, you know, captions or whatever, just saying how hard it is. I'd rather read that than how everything's rainbows and butterflies. Well, yeah, and the other thing, there's a, there's a slight side to this, a little a little moan for me. And I say I moan, I've probably done this in the past and we'll probably do it again in the future. So by all means, call me out for being a hypocrite. Which when people say, like, the legs weren't there today. Ross Braden. <laughs> I'm literally looking at that one. Right? <laughs> We've got all of it this week. Look, Ross, right? Your legs own them. So if you're gonna if you're gonna call it, you know, comfy tempo, you've also got to say that it's uncomfy and shit when it goes shit. Yeah. Own your legs, they're yours. Yeah. There I know. Go. Yeah, I, I it was yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Let's <laughs> we'll go to list of questions um quickly. Uh, there's a long list of questions. I'm gonna read out his full thing. Comes in from Sam Crozier. He said, Hi guys, been a listener since episode one, not missed one yet. Love the banter. Hopefully we can get clarity back for episode 100 just so we can give Josh some shit again. It's in the pipeline. Um, got a question for you all after watching Matt Reese's latest YouTube video this morning. Um, he's talking about how to improve his lactic, lactic threshold by maximizing his VO2. He's trying to get as fast as possible over 5K to translate that to the marathon. Um Having listened to Josh's build-up recently, it seems that he's more focused on working at marathon pace area, not too fussed on VO2 max. So I guess my question is, is focusing on longer stuff more important to focus on? On Sorry, in focusing on the longer stuff, is it is it better to focus on lactic threshold pace or to improve VO2 max? Shane, I did slightly brief you on this before. We're just going to go to Shane for this, Josh, don't worry. I know you've got no clue. Today, I don't have the attention span to stay with that whole question. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, a good question. And we were discussing, you know, like Josh's training. Uh, Rob's similar to Canova. Um, I, I'm similar to that as well, mainly because it's worked best for me. As I've said before, I've come from someone who's, typically had better speed than I have endurance. So I just found my threshold improved when I worked at intensities just easier, just lower than threshold. But um but I never did it in the absence of fast work either. So my threshold my five K times came down. So I was obviously doing quite a lot of five K work as well. But what improved my five K was my endurance support. Now threshold for me, I I get better results from doing actual threshold work so when i say threshold i'm i'm talking about this one hour pace this um cyclist will call it ftp in running half marathon half marathon if you're an elite half yeah. marathon runner 10 mile if you're a good club runner and maybe a 10k for somebody who's like sort of trying to complete a 10k so roughly round about 50 minutes to an hour five is probably where it, it falls for most people. So work out your own race effort according to that. Um, I'm much better at breaking it off into shorter blocks. So for me, my view on improving threshold actually comes more down to how much work you can get whilst you're still in that threshold. So for me, recovery is important. If I'm unfit, I'm better off doing four to five minute reps 
resting my recovery, having two to three minutes if I need it, so I can get another rep in still in the threshold. Um, as I improve, I might build it into longer reps or I might build it into straight tempo. Now, again, from my judgment, Aaron and um, Lucian was the same and Lincoln and James Straw was the same. Always seemed to be better at just doing a 20-minute tempo. I remember trying that when I was building back from fitness once. I, I couldn't do it. But I can get to those 20-minute tempos when I'm getting in shape. So typically, like my final half marathon pace session might be five miles at half marathon pace. Um, and that feels quite comfortable. If I'm not ready for it, I can still do that five miles at my threshold, on my heart rate and at my pace. But in reality, I think if I had a, a, a lactate monitor, I think by the end of that tempo, I'd be working far too high. So it kind of leads me into something I think we spoke about before on the part about what um, some of the Norwegians do, particularly the Inga Britsons, which is this lactate-guided threshold training. Um, now, what I'm intrigued to see with lactate-guided threshold training, I'd like to try this myself at some point, is what results do you get if you can do shorter reps faster and keep your lactate within your threshold zone and an example of that might be 20 times 400 meters um where you're working actually at your 5k pace or between 5k and 10k pace so so you're actually working at an intensity that is a faster pace than your threshold pace but you're not allowing your body to accumulate the fatigue to take you out of that zone does that make sense yeah i was having the same conversation with james like yeah, like you said, Inga Britsons do it. They don't necessarily run to threshold pace, but they run to threshold heart rate. And it's they're very different things depending on the length of a rep. I think the other thing, I, I don't know how far Matt Reese is into his block and he's still doing 5K work. I suppose I would do 5K work up until maybe, I don't know, 18, 16, 20 weeks out. And then, then spend a period of time working on, on threshold before going into the marathon block. I typically wouldn't work on, on loads of VO two during that ten weeks or the specific marathon block. And I think that's where Josh does sim. You know, Josh and Canova, or Josh and Canova in the same breath. Uh, Rob Rob Hawkins and Canova. I've heard them both speak about trying to lower the threshold before the marathon block. And if you can lower that by five to 10 seconds in that sort of 20 week out spell, that they'd much rather go into the marathon block with that approach. But yeah, anyway, I think you've answered the question, Shay. It kind of made sense. Um, we'll quickly do this last question because it will go into some news. Have either of you seen the announcement from World Champs whereby middle distance races? Uh, longer than 800 metres, and now going to be qualified on solely on position. That came from John Baldwin. Have you seen this? Uh, I'd heard about it, but I haven't seen I can give you the context because I wrote it down beforehand. So now, in the in 1,500 metres in the old days, uh, round one, you'd have four fastest losers or small queues. Um, in the 3,000, Steve Chase should have three, um, maybe this is per heat, and in the 5,000, you'd have two 
yeah, two two small queues or faster losers they used to be called back in the day. So now let's just take five thousand for example. It's going to be, I think, eight to go through from each semi final. So there's no fastest losers. It's not six going to go through from each and then four fastest losers. It's just eight from each. And I, I think that's better because the the old thing was if you went last you had an advantage because you knew the time you could almost time trial it to qualify um so i think it's i think it's better because then you're just going to get purely some racing and it's not going to really focused on anybody time trialing it's just racing i think it's potentially worse why i think it's i think it's fairer in that respect but I think there's a danger that particularly in the middle distances, it's it's just gonna be it's gonna be boring. It's just gonna be kickers. When the fifteen hundred, say. Yeah. So six. No, four. I think it's better. I, I I think when you're in that final heat, or what, sorry, as a spectator and you're watching that final heat, it's just a bit more enjoyable because you're expecting somebody to have to do something different. Um. So I think it's. I, th- I think it's a, I think it's it is fairer because it means you, in that last race you don't have that advantage, but I just think it's a bit more boring. Um, I don't. I wonder whether in the, especially in the longer races or yeah, if it's gonna is it gonna favour people like who who are gonna want to double and triple up in events because maybe they can be a part of slower races and rely on a kick. So, I, I mean, I think it's worse. You two think it's better. But ultimately, it's just different, isn't it? And sport evolves, and we roll with it. So, I suppose for events lower than eight hundred, including the eight hundred, they'll go into this small queue room now because they'll still have um, the fastest loser type thing. So they're all going to be sitting in there with TV screens and apparently foam rollers because that's a necessity. Um, stretching bands to see if they make it through. So there'll be a little TV camera on those people. So small cube TV room is going to be about. Anyway, um, I think that's probably it for World Champs news. I suppose the only other news that came out last week was Hassan's doing 1,500, 5K and 10K. So she's travelling. Uh, and then Chicago Marathon. <laughs> yeah, so quadrupling. Um and then new in the from the USA is is missing potentially. She's not decided yet. So, um, bit of an odd decision that one, in my opinion. But that's that. Um, other news. We won't go into that, Shane. Other news. Have you seen the US have set their Olympic team trials? So no. that's going to be no. on the third of February in Orlando, Florida. So it's going to be one two-mile loop and then three eight-mile loops. The significant thing about this is it's going to kick off at midday. So there's been a bit of moaning from a couple of people. I think uh, Sarah Hall was saying it's going to be, I think she said the potential for 90 degrees, but as the Let's Run did a bit of analysis, there's not really been a 90-degree day in Orlando at that, that time of year. The average is is looking about twenty degrees in in UK language, so that's all right, isn't it? It's not. I know it's warm, but it's not 
not excessive. Yeah, I mean, I would have thought Paris would be like that next year. Well, that's that's probably why they've they've done it. You, you'd think Paris is probably going to be closer to mid twenties rather than low twenties. So, um, so yeah. As um, long as Conor Mance makes the team, I don't really care. Conor Mance and Galen Rupp, and I'll be happy. Yeah, I, I suppose I I like the spectacle of the US trials. It'd be lovely if we could have the same level of competition here, which potentially it's getting closer towards. Just makes a good spectacle out of it, isn't it? To to see the fastest free qualify and go. Shane's just choked up some water, so we'll leave him to die. And we'll go into some results. Um, quickly rattle through a few of these. Battersea Park on Saturday was the Chinmoy 10k. Uh, Safeu Jamal won it in twenty nine thirteen. Uh, so. I think it's his first time inside 30 minutes, so that's a big PB. He was nearly a minute ahead of, um, I think it was, ooh, uh, I can't remember who was behind him. No, Jack Miller was over a minute behind, 30-41. And then Nick Barker, third in 31-25. Eliza Hawthorne took the win in 35-59, followed by Sarah Forbes-Smith and Annie Birch in third uh, in 36-30. So, Quick times there. Also quick over 10k on the Barry Island 10. Uh, Josh's mate was in action here, but we'll go to the women's first. Lily Partridge took the win in 34-32. Two and a half minutes ahead of Olivia Sim in 37-18. Sean Antill took the win in 30-46. Josh's mate Dan Hamilton, 30-52 for second. Was he happy? He was very happy, yeah. It's uh, it's not quite PB for him, but He's getting to the point where he's uh, his mileage is he's getting up there for he's doing a marathon, so yeah. Uh, um, so five mile, we spoke about this earlier. Basingham Bash five miler, Jordan Skelly took the win in 23 28. And on the women's side, Gemma Steele took the win in 26 05. Sophie Wallace just behind her in 26 16. So very fast times for five miles on the road. Uh, what else did I see? Five canes in Dunfermline. Chris Jones, 14-21. I think Annabelle Simpson was 16-18. So also notable in that 5K, I think top 12 inside 15 minutes. And on the track, Hercules Wimbledon 5000 Festival Night. On the In the men's race, three men clocked, clocked 14.05. So imagine that was a a kick finish. Kurt Taylor took the win in 1405.64 from Andrew Fife in 0.78 and Ben Oldcock in 0.92. So, yeah, close finish. And in the women's, Rebecca Johnson set a new PB in 15.46. Probably about it for results. One thing I wanted, I was going to add, talking to Connor Mount, did you see the finish in the, is it Brecon to Beacon of Beacon to Brecon or some shit. Yes. Um, have, you, have you seen the finish? Beach to Beacon. Is that what it is? Yeah, something like that. A race in America. Basically, he was uh, he was going to make a, an overtake just before the finish line on a, a on the inside of a bend, and the guy that won, I can't remember his name, basically just shoulder barged him into the barrier, <laughs> so he lost all momentum. And the guy didn't even apologise or anything. But I was surprised he didn't get disqualified. Was it Mukhtar Eldris? Is that who it was? 
No, Edgerton went. Oh, Edgerton was third, wasn't he? Um, I'm just quickly scrolling through. Edisu Yihanu Yihani. Never heard of him. You just need you just need to watch the video. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's not worth it. It's quite it's quite interesting to see. Uh, I'd be I'd been fuming, and he he commented something. I look forward to next time we race, so that'll be quite uh, quite good. Good to watch. Yeah, because it's quite a big prize money, isn't it? I'm not sure what the difference is between first and second. Um, I imagine the top American gets some money as well, but but yeah. I saw it as a fast race because Kira Tomato is back in action. She was third, I think, thirty-one fifty-eight on the women's. Anyway, um, what's up coming up? No new at car for Shane. World champs starts on the nineteenth of August. Josh, you got anything on in your life? Uh, he's on mute, so probably I not. have physio on Wednesday, so that'll be good. Hopefully, they can start ramping some stuff up. But that's about it, really. Um, studying audit risk, which is horrendously boring. Yeah, sounds it. Shane, nothing. Shane's gonna. Shane's about to go for his double. A uh, double. Oh, so, sorry, his first run. He's got his England shirt on ready. Have you been watching the World Cup, Shane? Um, no, I haven't. No. So yeah, I'm off to go run. And this week, I want to run and not feel like crap. So we'll see if that can happen. Good luck on that. What are you doing, yeah. Aaron? Other than stressed over the football. Depressed over football? Stressed over the football. Me? Are you yeah. talking about what I might do? Oh, yeah. There'll be that. But, but no, just getting, getting some solid running in. Another 80-mile week on the cards. A few more sessions. Keep it building. Um, yeah, try not to get too carried away. I think is the is the main thing because as Josh put in the group just before we joined, I actually did put in the show notes to talk about, but we skipped over it. Was the tweet from Steve Magnus? Um, the more experienced the runner, the more a coach exists to prevent the runner from doing dumb things, from getting in their own way. It's holding back, not pushing forwards. Training isn't rocket science. Most of us could write a program that gets ninety five percent of the way there. Josh, I, I actually sent that to Rob. He found it quite amusing. Yeah, it's true though, isn't it? Anyway, so yeah, try not to do anything stupid is my main main aim next week. Good so, aim, many weeks. Right, let you boys go for a run. Enjoy the afternoon, and we'll see you next week. Sounds Bye. good. See you next guys. Bye.